at stake in this room and there's too many people that need help just to be playing church or fiddling around. You're the preacher. Now do your wonderful work in this place and change lives. And dear Lord, I'll praise you for all you do. We're asking in your name and the thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for being seated. Amen. Real hope, spiritual hope, changes our outlook on the present life and inspires us about the life to come. It reminds us that we're citizens of heaven. Thank God for that. What a crazy, mixed up world. I'm glad this world is not my home. Amen. I'm a citizen of another world. Our Lord reminds us that He's in our lives, actively involved in our lives, interacting with us every minute of every hour of every day. It is impossible for you to be alone. He's with you always. He said that in Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always. And sometimes, thank God, Wayne, He gives us those heavenly tugs to let us know He's still with us. Amen. Even though we can't see Him, He's there. I've told you before about my kite flying days when I was a little boy, but I never told you about how high I could get those kites to fly. I could get them to fly so high you could barely see them. I'd get a a lot of kite string and I'd tie it together and I'd put it on this big spool and you had to have a long kite's tail if you wanted to fly it very high. Sometimes I'd get it up so high I could barely see it and the only way I could know it was there, I could feel the tug on the line. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. Sometimes you can't see the Lord, you can't sense the Lord, you can't feel the Lord, but it gives you those heavenly tugs to let you know Amen. He's there. That's Aren't right. you glad for that? Amen. That's quite wonderful. That's right. Let's look at two broad points this morning, and they're right down in your lap. These will help you. First of all, we're continuing this battle with sin and this world, but it'll end in heaven. We're having to continue this battle with sin and the world, but it'll all end in heaven. Our hope reaches all the way home. The end result of sin entering into this world is found in Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as one man sinned, entered into the world, and death by sin. It changed everything. It was global. It was catastrophic. We still struggle with it today, 6,000 plus years later. Don't ever minimize sin and its repercussions because it changed everything. But think about this for a moment. Our first parents, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, innocent bliss. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Right. When Adam said to his wife, honey, you're the only woman for me, he really meant it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get that about 12, 15 <laughs> I ain't got time to wait on <laughs> But Genesis chapter 2 records the perfection of Eden. It was a paradise. It was heaven on earth. And Genesis 2, 8 says the Lord planted Eden personally. He made it for Adam and Eve. Innocent bliss. It was heaven on earth. It was everything they could ever want it to be. The weather was ideal, according to verse 6 of Genesis 2, because there was a moisture that came up from the ground. It had never rained. It was a canopy effect. There were no clouds, no rain. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It was plush. It was wonderful. Everything they could ever want, God did that for them. He wanted them to have the best. 
Eden was paradise on earth. But the thing that made it the best was there was no sin there. That's what made it so good. It was absent of sin. Consequently, there was no anger. There was no discord. There were no hurt feelings. There were no arguments. There were no sick days. There was no harm. And there was no death. It was everything you could imagine that heaven would be like on earth. That was Eden for our first parents, Adam and Eve. But when sin entered through the fall of Eve and Adam identified with that fall, everything about their lives was changed. Their lifestyle in Eden was gone. Gone. Genesis 3.23 may be one of the saddest verses you'll ever read in the Old Testament. Genesis 3.23, the Lord sent Adam from the garden. Yeah. They lost it. Yeah. All that they had, all they experienced, all they enjoyed, they lost it because of sin. And so here we are, 6,000 plus years later, suffering from the consequences of that. We struggle with that in this life every day. We battle with sin in this world every single day. And it's hard on everybody, is it not? This is a hard world to live in. Amen. It really is. J.B. Buffington said this. It was never supposed to be this way. Life is just too hard on us. It really is. I read this statistic the other day, Sherry, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope they were wrong, and I hope it's a typo. But Brother Doug, here's what the statistic said. It said 90% of pastors are weak and weary and worn out and discouraged. I thought, that cannot be. I think it's a royal privilege to serve the King of glory. Yeah. I'm not looking for a way out. I'm in for the long haul. Yeah. I've got over 50 years tied up in this, and I ain't giving up now. I'm not changing a thing. I started out with my old King James Bible. I'm going to die with it. I started out preaching the blood of Christ is the only cleansing agent for sin, that he's the virgin-born son of God, that he died for every man's sin. He was buried and rose again the third day. He's coming back, and I'm not changing that message. I would be cruel and unkind, and God would judge me if I did. Brother, I'm just in for old-time religion. If you like that, say amen. Amen. I'm not trying to get up some kind of a fanfare or cheerleading squad to do an attaboy. Brother Ron, you're doing a great job. I can live with it or without it. He saved me. He called me. I'm in this for him. I preach for a one-man audience, and I'll stand before him one day. I won't stand before you, and I'm going to go and give it everything I've got to the day I drop dead. Amen. I think I'm scared of some of you because that calls for total commitment and that frightens a few of you. But anyway, all of this struggle and all this battle will terminate when we get home. Amen. We have to contend with it right now. With all the sickness and all the sorrow 
and all the hurt feelings and all that goes on in this life. But brother, our hope stretches all the way to heaven and it'll all be over before too long. Keep your head up and keep moving. It's going to get better after a while. There's a second thing you'd like to know what it is. Say amen. Amen. That is the cloud of witnesses in heaven. Hebrews 12.1 talks about we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now I thought this Hazel Doug is not in the message. But this thought of this, your son makes up that great cloud of witnesses. Amen. All who have gone before who knew the Lord Jesus Christ, Old Testament knew, they make up that great cloud of witnesses. And they're witnessing to us through God's word and saying, we made it and you can make it too. I love that. Oh my goodness. They're leaning over the battlements of heaven. I don't know how much they know. There's nothing in scripture to prove they can see. But I believe they know some things that are conveyed to them by the Lord. And I believe from time to time they like to ask, how's my family doing down there? And I believe the Lord really enjoys saying, oh, they're still going. Right. Still living for God, still in church, still counting for the cause of Christ. That means everything. But in Hebrews 12, this great cloud of witnesses, there are several of them listed for you. The first one was Abel. Abel was killed by his own brother. Yep. But he said, that's all right. I'm home now. Yeah. Enoch lived in a very, very wicked time, pre-flood years. It was a time when God saw that the hearts and thoughts of man's mind was only evil continually. It seemed to be impossible to live for God in Enoch's time. But he did, and he walked with God, and the Lord took him home without seeing death. One day they were just walking along, Wayne, and the Lord said, You know, Enoch, we're closer to my house than yours. Let's just go on home together. That's right. He took him home. Amen. Moses, who was tempted with the wealth and riches of Egypt, forsook that and chose the afflictions of God's people for a while. And now Moses is saying, Hey, I didn't give up a whole lot of riches in Egypt. I'm walking on golden streets today. He's there. Rahab, mentioned in Hebrews 12 and 11, rather. Yep. Uh, amazing, the heroes of faith, Rahab, the harlot. Yep. You know what? She said, I was a prostitute, but I was washed in the precious blood of Christ. And now I'm in heaven today. And if you need cleansing, you can get it too. That's what she would say to you. That's right. In verse 35, we're told, and others not being delivered. Some of them were delivered from their sorrows. Some died that way, but the others were the disciples. I know all of them died a martyr's death except one, John, on the Isle of Patmos. But all those disciples died a martyr's death. And you know what they're saying? I made it. And you can make it too. I love that. That's wonderful. Stephen, the first deacon, 
you deacons, you ought to be glad we live in an age of grace because Amen. it was tough on deacons and pastors in the early church. Yeah. But Stephen was preaching to Israel against what they'd done to the Lord Jesus. And they picked up stones and started killing him with it. And Stephen looked up to heaven. And I'm talking about a hope that reaches all the way to heaven. And Stephen looked all the way up to heaven. And he saw Jesus standing by the Father's throne. That's right, sir. And his hope reached all the way to heaven. And Jesus smiled at him. And Stephen said, I'm coming home. This great cloud of witnesses. That's marvelous. I love the old song. I don't think we've ever used it here, Roger and Wayne, but we might someday. Hold the fort. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Oh, yeah. my comrade, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing. Victory is nigh. Hold the fort, for I'm coming. Jesus signaled still. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. Amen. I love the next verse. I wouldn't sing it, but my throat's a little strange. <laughs> See the mighty host advancing. Satan leading on. Mighty ones around us falling. Courage almost gone. Hold the fort. For I'm coming. Jesus signaled still. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace, we will. We're struggling today. It's a hard world to live in today. Thank God his grace is sufficient, but it wears on all of us. I'm glad we have a hope that reaches all the way to glory, and it'll all be over soon. Amen. Some of you in here today may be hurting and struggling, and I know you are. It's kind of hard to make it on your own, isn't it? You need your brothers and sisters in Christ to kind of shoulder you up and help you go on. And if you're hurting and struggling today, don't leave that way. Come down here, you may say, I need some help from my church family. I need somebody to just fall around me and pray with me. I've had it. I've gone about as far as I can go. I need some help today. Give you an illustration and I'm through. Years ago when I pastored Edgewood Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, our organist, Dean Gibbard, had uh, a mentally challenged son. His name was Sean. And every year one of the local high schools would have an athletic program for mentally challenged children. I went out there that day and Sean was there and all the other kids. And they had a 100-yard dash where they would cut it down, saying they did about 40 yards, because yeah. those kids couldn't have made 100. And uh, the umpire fired off the starting pistol, and off they went, with their little old braces clanging, and then just falling around, doing the best they could to run. They got a couple of yards, and Sean fell. And the others were moving right along, trying to get to that finish line, but they looked back and they saw that Sean had fallen. Everybody stood up in fear that Sean was hurt, including me. But I saw something brought tears to my eyes, I'll never forget it. All those kids went back and picked up Sean, some under his right shoulder, some under his left. 
They picked up that little old boy and all of them together struggled and wobbled around. They weren't fast. They didn't finish first, but they all finished together. There's no reason in the world why everybody in here cannot finish together. We don't want any casualties around here. We don't want any dropouts around here. We don't want any quitters around here. That's right. We want you to stay going. We want you to stay happy. We want you to stay spiritually healthy. We want you to make it. And you can. You can make it with the help of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You can make it. Because your hope reaches all the way to heaven. Sometimes the Lord gives you a little tug and say, You can't see me. But I'm still here. And that makes it worth it all. You may need to come today for some help. We all need it sometime. Some of you may not be sure you're saved. You know that you're a sinner. You need the Lord. You're religious. You don't know if you die and go to heaven. You say, preacher, I don't know what all it takes to get there. Coming, we'll show you an open Bible how you can be saved and be sure this morning. Well, let's bow for prayer and our musicians are coming.
Thank you.